Good morning, good evening, Matthew Grant here, partner at Instec. Welcome, and I'm recording this on a day of train and underground strikes here in London, but I've got quite addicted to the air conditioning in our WeWork office, and so dusted down my bike, dodged the traffic, and made my way into the city. And I mean, dodged the traffic. We've now got a wonderful bike superhighway going through bits of London, with no vehicles and its own traffic lights. But then suddenly that all comes to an end and we're out sharing the world and taking our chances with buses and lorries and taxis. It's a bit like the world of insurance. Some great digital experiences, but still relying on those old legacy machines or diesels to complete the customer journey. But help may be at hand. This week, I'm talking to Hishbert Cox, insurance leader for Europe, Middle East and Asia Pacific from the company with a mission to connect insurance, Appian. As you'll hear, Hishbert was once responsible for implementing technology for insurers, so he is familiar with the challenges and pain points. But today, it seems that even the old diesels in the basement with their green screens can be hooked up to newer digital tools and emerging insurance products with low code. Join us to find out how this works in practice and why Forrester reported a 17 times saving in time and economic costs using Appian relative to traditional system integration tools. Really interested in hearing about Appian today. It's a fascinating company involved in lots of areas, including insurance. You've got revenues over 400 million and you've got 1,800 people working for you. But I suspect that many people won't know a lot about you in the next 30 minutes. They're going to learn a lot more. So uh, really looking forward to digging into our discussion. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Matthew. And great to be on this podcast. Importantly, uh, very importantly, uh, have I managed to pronounce your name correctly? Gisbert? Yeah, you do it right. very well, Matthew. It's actually Gersbert, but it's a very Dutch name. And uh, clearly my parents uh, didn't think I was going to work abroad when they gave me that name. So uh, you're doing very well, though. Thanks very much. Now, as we do quite often with these discussions, we've got a couple of treats for people who stay with us through to the end. So we won't spoil that now, but there's some things that I know you're going to be able to share with people to give them some useful insights both about Appian, but actually more generally as well. So we'll come back to that later on. But just to start off with, for people that aren't familiar with you and want to understand in sort of simple terms what you do, what's the best way to describe what Appian does within the context of what you're doing within the insurance industry? Well, Appian is a platform that allows customers to develop applications really fast. Um, Hence, it's low code. Um, but we've particularly focused on, on workflow. That's the core. That's also a lot of the essence of a lot of business process. And that's what we facilitate to develop for our, uh, to our customers, that they develop that quickly. And we also have in our platform a discovery element, which is the process mining. Um, so for you to understand which processes you need to tackle first. And the workflow element just helps you to design these applications quickly. Uh, and you, you develop these applications by basically drawing a flowchart. And uh, that allows our um, customers to develop applications really fast and get an enormous efficiency in their business processing. That flowchart concept, actually, I remember the first time I came across you was on stage at a conference. And I remember very visibly that you had a slide that showed all those components together and connected and so part of what you're doing is joining up different applications that insurance companies may have so you're effectively creating the kind of glue and the workflow around people's other systems and technology i've been working in the insurance industry for 15 years i was exposed to that situation as well 
insurers have collected a lot of systems over the years and the, the data is very dispersed. We enable our customers to use the data that is needed in that process and, and bring that to one engagement layer, right? You work for a couple of insurance companies, so you, you've seen the problems firsthand and now you're out there helping people solve those. I worked for Hiscox and Partnery uh, for a long time. And I remember in the day I was operations manager and uh, the, the COO very kindly asked me, say, okay, what do you want to improve next year? We ended up with a spreadsheet of, of, of 20, 30 items that we want to improve uh, on the policy system, on the claim system. But you know, most of them were about getting more efficiency in our processing. I always got feedback from the CEO saying, fantastic, yeah, really great list. You can pick one because we don't have any more IT budget. What our customers do now is so fantastic and, and they do they can develop much more on that spreadsheet that they have in mind of the list of things that they can improve and, and do it in a different dimension, not just on the policy system or on claim system number three, but really truly do it end to end. Are you offering this support for the insurance companies across the whole sort of life cycle of how they are dealing with their customers and policies? So many of our customers use it in different areas across the whole value chain of, uh, of the insurance company. But when we go in a conversation with an insurer, we ask them where it hurts the most. You know, and that could be first notice of loss. It could be the submissions at, for underwriting. It could be financial closing. Then they see the value quickly and they understand that other dimension that I was talking about. One of the benefits of low-code is it reduces the cost, and it reduces the speed it takes to do that implementation. Who, who are you typically now working with or who brings you into the company when they have got a problem they want help with? Is that through the traditional CTO, CIO route, or are you seeing more help or more interest from the business users as well? Yeah, we talk to them both, actually. There's such a need for digitalization and such a need for innovation, and there's such a backlog in IT uh, departments that uh, they need another way. They need a, a different way to deliver that efficiently. Um, but we also want to close the gap between business and IT. And that's uh, come through like a thread through my career, actually, to try to close that gap. It's still there. But that means that the business people need to engage in the project and uh, IT also need to understand business. You see that the business really leans in. They see what what, what they're getting rather than a detailed requirement document that sort of submerges uh, after six months and then it's a hard-coded application that is slightly different than they expected. And can you just tell me a bit more about what that means in practice when you can say they can see what they're going to get? We call that a five by five. We say, okay, we've honed in on the topic of concern in the company. So give us five times one hour of your time where you tell us what your problems are and we spend five days developing that very quickly and we show you how that could look like. And that's a demonstration, obviously, uh, but it's done on our, on our platform and they really quickly see what that means. So on day one, they say, okay, yeah, that's sort of what I meant, but I mean, can I see the documents on the right-hand side and can I get the client data on the left-hand side? Yeah, fine, come back. Come back in a few hours or tomorrow morning, I'll show you how that works. Or can you show me the integration to Salesforce here? Yes, we can, uh, because we got um, drag and drop 
um, functionality for UI, but also integrations. And we can really quickly develop that. And then the business really gets engaged, right? They, they can really see that they are developing or they're supporting develop, the development of what they're actually going to use. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then on the subject of low code, and you sort of talked a bit about different types of users, who's actually doing that coding then? Are you doing it on behalf of the customer or are they doing it, or maybe it's a third party doing it? How, how does that work in practice? Well, of course, the customer needs to learn our platform. So we have training capabilities. Uh, in, in two weeks' time, a sort of technical, somebody with a technical background can learn the platform. They can already start developing applications. And we have a certification program where you can uh, get better at that. And we have partners that follow that training as well. Our intention is that our customers are self-supporting as quick as possible, right? As quickly as possible. And we have good partners uh, that can support them as well. But when they have enough capabilities and capacity, they are very self-supporting. We have customers like Aviva and Aegon, for example, that I can publicly talk about. They can, they are developing applications uh, all the time. It's hard to keep up. Uh, they're, they're uh, have a center of excellence as well, where they um, develop these applications and uh, manage that themselves. What's the balance between new and old? Can you actually tap into legacy systems or is there a kind of just limit on how far you can get into those? Um, and then are you also working with newer applications as well to sort of add those into the whole tech technology stack these insurers have? Yeah, we work with old and new. But Aviva, like many insurers, have some green screens, as they are called, old AS400s, very solid. Uh, I sometimes refer to them as the old diesels in the basement. Uh, they keep going, fantastic, but don't start to develop all these innovation on top of that, right? So you want to use that data, and that's what we did with Aviva with uh, RPA, so uh, robotic process uh, automation in the sense of uh, screen scraping, okay? Collect the customer data of John Smith, bring it back, and if it gets updated, feed it back to the to the um, AS400, so the AS400 keeps uh, updated, but we also connect to new systems. That's easier, of course, with uh, APIs. The essence of a solutions architect is that they think where does certain functionality belong, right? And for example, a large renewal cycle probably belongs in a core system, but something innovative you want to do as an insurer, that fits in a layer that you don't want to customize the core system basically with coding on top of it you want to do that in a agile layer because you want to try it out you want to change it you want to evolve and that's where uh, appian comes in i think so it sounds like there is a big shift going on i mean a few years ago insurers you were concerned or i think everyone was concerned it was very difficult to move from legacy to the new technology because you had to turn the legacy off and then start up a new technology. And that's obviously got a lot of cost, a lot of risk. It sounds like from what you're saying, now that process can be much more of a, a sort of evolution and you can actually now get data in and out of the old systems. At some point, presumably those green screens and your diesels in the basement get replaced, but it's not like you've got to make one big single technology replacement now. That's right. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of investments going on of moving data to the data lake. I'm not super technical, Matthew, but I always wonder like, what 
if it's in the lake, can I get it back, right? If, if I throw a spoon in the lake, I can't get it back. You need a data analyst to get it back probably. And in some cases, that might be a good thing to still continue that, but rip and replace and large efforts to replace systems has been so costly and so much time. If I ask customers, so have you, have you completed that? Have, is, is it done? Then um, most of them say, no, well, we got the new system, yes, and, and uh, the motor line or the, the life is now on it, but the rest is still on the old system still. So you end up with a new system with a particular line of business, but the all other lines of business are still on the old system. So you end up with another one, basically. And then the question is, do you then get the innovation that you really wanted? Um, that's also a question, right? So yes, I think Appian provides another path to that innovation. And you can go on that path very quickly and then also get the time to sort out your IT garage, if I may say, in a more considered manner. Say, okay, sunset this old system and carefully migrate the data. But the, the, the people that are using the system are on this engagement layer. They don't notice that. So you're not under pressure as an IT department, if that makes sense. And back to your point about data lakes, my experience the world is split into people that think data lakes are a great idea and those that think, think they're a, a, a crazy idea because, as you said, it can be hard to get the data out and there are better ways of doing that. But, but on that point about data, and we touched on this a little bit, how are you helping insurance companies access third-party information? So they, we've talked a bit about their own systems and their own data, but they can also use other applications within the Appian framework. Is that right? That's a very good point, and we didn't touch on that yet, is that for the Appian platform, we don't care where the data sits. If it's an AS400, a new uh, version of a core system, or, or an external data from, let's say, Dun & Bradstreet, or, or Commerce House, or satellite data for that matter, or telematics, it, it doesn't matter. There's fantastic ideas of new intratech of uh, using satellite data to determine floods or uh, fraud detection or telematics. But you can see the face of a COO or CIO and think, fantastic, but how on earth am I going to bring this to the people that need it, the underwriters and the claims handlers that are, that I don't want them to log into another system. I've got three policy systems. Am I going to connect this information to all three of them or how, how am I going to do that? We can bring it into the business process. It's very easy. These are often open platforms. They, they live and breathe by the fact that they are open and can share their data. So it's really easy to connect it in and to bring it uh, in the business process where it needs to be looked at. Right. And uh, yeah, we do that a lot. And uh, there's a lot more to come, I think, Matthew, on that front. There's definitely been a shift towards that in the last five years or so, where if you went back you know, five years, a lot of these companies, as you said, were, were trying to sell that data directly to an insurance company, no matter how good the data is, to your point, if, if it's hard to get it in, then it's just, they're not going to make progress. Whereas now we're seeing a lot more companies collaborate with people providing platforms like you do. So the whole process is much more engaged at the business level, and, and then it's a much, much more simple discussion about which data to use. But are you, as Appian, do you partner with any of those companies providing data or other technology and have a, a, a kind of platform where you 
support individual companies or is it, is it more up to the end insurer to select their data and then you will provide the glue to bring it into their system? No, we do partner up with a lot of uh, what we call tech partners, so to speak. Um, we have uh, partnerships with uh, ISI and Geosite for, for satellite data, for example, with uh, Spixi for chatbots. Uh, uh, there's a, a whole raft of uh, a long list of uh, technology partners that we partner up with. Also some core, core systems approaching us actually um, that I can't mention, but uh, they reach out to us as well because they see that they're good at the core system, but actually the rich UI UX layer and the flexibility that we provide also connecting to these other tech partners is, is really beneficial and uh, makes them shine as well. Hi, Henry here, part of the research team at InsTech. In the first half of 2022, $250 million have been invested in companies focused on parametric insurance, already more than double any previous year. Five of the 10 largest funding rounds ever in parametric insurance have happened in the last six months. To find out how and why the parametric insurance market is growing today, read our new report, Parametric Insurance in 2022, the 150 plus companies to watch. To download the report, go to instech.co slash reports. We're great fans of some of those companies you mentioned so if somebody wants to know if Appian can help connect, I mean, you mentioned ISI, but is there somewhere on your website or somewhere that someone could find a list of the companies that you're already working with or connected to? We have some uh, shared blogs that we've written um, and um, also that we have an app market where we collaborate with uh, partners that uh, develop um, connectors to their technology. And that is, uh, yeah, that's widely um, accessible. You can just go to appy.com and look at the app market and you see all the connectors that are there. And uh, they are often, yeah, in most cases, free. So you can actually use them to um, uh, drag and drop in a, a, an integration to that uh, technology. And actually, the other place people can find that is certainly the organizations we're working with. And you've got a lot of technology companies we're working with now. So the reports that we're doing that would feature Appian in them, will actually say who you're partnering with. Uh, obviously, everything that's public, not anything that's confidential. Yep. And actually, also, increasingly, it's going to be on the website. So, yeah, we're great fans of helping that whole ecosystem get more visibility. And if, yeah, as you said, if people are already working together, it makes it a lot easier to be able to do that for the next company that, that comes along. I truly think that that is great and that your organization helps with that because I truly believe in that uh, connected insurance uh, uh, concept. Uh, it's not just about the technology, it's also about connecting the people and the companies that uh, allow you to to jump to the, uh, the very innovative level that we need in insurance. It makes that phrase connected insurance come to life because you're demonstrating in real what that means with, with yeah. those organizations. And then I want to come back to something we've touched on, which was speed. And uh, saw with interest that Forrester have done a study looking at what that means in practice in terms of the, the economic benefits. Can you just talk a little bit more about you know, how, how low code is enabling these applications to be installed more quickly, I think, and also change more quickly as well? Any, any data that came out from that Forrester report? Yeah, the Forrester report uh, told us that developing with low code is 10 to 20 times faster than, than normal coding. 
And it's not just that, Matthew, it's just not, not only that, the, the, the speed of development. It's also that closing of the, the business and IT gap. You know, it's also the, the, the user acceptance at the end of what you're developing is so much better. And we, we, we truly see multidisciplinary teams doing that at that speed. And it's fantastic. And then they go beyond to the next version and say, can we just integrate this and that? And that goes fast as well. And there's also the ability to change it quickly. With Appian, it stays low code. If you open up the hood, so to speak, you still see that flow chart. And if you think, well, actually, that shouldn't go to a senior underwriter, that can actually go straight through. If we apply this business logic, everything below X, Y, Z can go straight through. Let's do that now. Then you create a new version of that process and it, you close the hood and it's done. It's live, right? It's, and, and that ability to change quickly it is phenomenal. And that's what we need, that agility. We talk a lot about agile, but it's, that's true agility in practice. If I'm an insurer and I want to go and test out what you're doing in one part of my business, what would be a kind of entry point to, to test it out with a practical application with versus having to go you know, to some full deployment? Well, I would ask you the question that, I, that we will always ask, like, where does, it, where does it hurt, right? Where do you see is an area where we can develop something quickly together and where you can get the benefit? So you need to uh, focus on something that's beneficial quickly. So let's hone in on that. But there's also... Good thing is the Appian guarantee. We we can guarantee in a in a delivery span of eight weeks. If we agree on that scope, we can uh, agree to deliver that within eight weeks. So that, I think I would recommend that, and that's a certain amount of money. It's quite um, an overseeable amount of money that you can talk to your CFO about and see the benefits. So that, I think that's important for for you as an insurer to define that and to to have that scope clear. Yeah, that's, that's very helpful. Uh, well, is it, we've covered a, a lot. Is there anything I haven't asked you that we should be talking about just now? The connected insurance element is uh, what I truly believe in and where the market needs to go. It's about connecting the data that we talked about, legacy and new systems, bring it all together, focus on the data that is needed in your platform, right? That's probably the hard discussion, Matthew, to have. What is key information for in this process and where does it sit? And then connect to the external service providers that are there and uh, connect with your brokers, uh, with your experts and your lawyers. That, that's the true connected insurance. And I think when you have that agility, then the fun starts even more because then you can really jump into new business models because you have your agility, you have your the data that you want to focus on, and you can develop things quicker. And that's, that's even more exciting, I think. We really appreciate your support at Instec. Can you say a few words about you know, what it was that led you to becoming a corporate member for Instec? We love innovation. That, that was a threat throughout this conversation, uh, Matthew, I think. And we also really are interested in new insured tech plays that are out there in the market. And we like to support your members to connect them 
to insurers and we want to also engage with insurers and reinsurers that want to connect to insurtech players and need to find a way of, or a layer or a digital glue, so to speak, as you said earlier, to bring it live in a, in a business operation. So we want to bring all the parties together. So, and uh, yeah, we'd love to join those projects. Well, thank you for support. So it sounds like if, there, if there's somebody out there that's got a solution that they feel would be suitable for Appian, and it sounds like there are very few things that aren't suitable for Appian the way you've described it, they should contact you and you can help them you work out how they might, you might be able to do some business together or work with some of their yeah, clients. I'd love to uh, talk to them and see what the challenges are and see how we can support each other. And, and then for those who've listened all the way through, we'd better give them their, uh, their prize for making this making it this far what have you got on offer to share with people well we will attach to this uh, podcast the people can find a low code buyer's guide which could be very interesting we they heard a lot about low code in this uh, podcast but uh, if they want to read through and understand the dimensions of low code and how appian fits in they um, they can read that and that could be very useful for people we also attach two uh, white papers on uh, on certain uh, topics in the industry, and that could be interesting as well. So uh, please read that. I saw that on the website. I'm looking forward to reading that. I'm sure we'll learn an awful lot of that. And then where is the November Appian Europe conference taking place? It's um, it's close to home, Matthew, to you. It's, uh, it's in London, actually, near the O2 uh, arena. Excellent. Well, uh, maybe we might even be able to find a way to uh, come and say hello to you. I'm sure that would be a, be a great success. The weather in November might not be quite as hot as it is just now in London, where uh, we're all benefiting now from not working from home because we've got air conditioning in the office. But uh, it'd definitely be worth going to that, I'm sure. Look forward to see you there then, uh, Matthew. Well, it's been a really fascinating discussion. I've learned a lot there. And as you said, look forward to seeing you face to face and uh, learning more about the, some of the solutions and case studies you've got going on. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matthew. Good conversation. Another fascinating company proving that today, InsureTech simply means bringing together the greatest innovation technology that works for insurers and their customers. Now, you can find the links we mentioned in the episode notes. And bear in mind, we all love podcasts, but unless you tell us, we don't know you're listening or what you think. So please keep sending me your emails and messages, Matthew Grant on LinkedIn or email matthew at instec.co. If you like what you're hearing or even if you don't like what you're hearing, tell us what you'd like to hear instead. Or you've got ideas for future guests or topics. Almost all our guests these days are already members of Instec. So if you're wondering why you're getting left behind by not being a member, then please do contact me or any of our team at hello at instec.co to find out what our members get. <laughs>